Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Well, that's a little loose on the board there. It's uh, 5.56. It's the Bax and Nagel show. Of course, uh, Bax is still out this week, so uh, comedian Marty Caproni sitting in uh, for in his place this week. Morning, Steve. Good morning, Marty. You ready to rock and roll this morning? I'm ready to roll. Little uh, the roads are a lot better this morning than they were yesterday. Yeah, yeah, but it took me almost as long. I was telling you on the way in, I hit every red light. I didn't lose power, but I lost Wi-Fi at my house. How did that go over? It's uh, it's it's a little tough. It's like a it's a love it's love is a battlefield. <laughs> Having no Wi-Fi at your house is a battlefield, especially with two preteens. Oh. They uh, they took that hard, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's not a fun time to be uh, in Huntington right now. <laughs> How much snow did you guys end up getting out there? We didn't get that much. Uh, like in my like I got I live down more in the valley. Yeah, but up on the mountain, Two they feet. got like they it was like 30 inches of snow. Holy it was crazy. Crap. It's uh, it was nuts. But uh, we got it pretty heavy by us. But. Not as bad as they did on top of the mountain. Yeah, like four or five, but it uh, all the rain and everything kind of smushed it down. Smushed it. Smushed it. Yeah. See, that's that's what I don't like is the smush. The smushing. It's all it's all slush, uh, nasty crap. It's yeah, I not. Uh, I don't remember snow. Dave the weather nut telling us about the smush effect. I don't remember snow. any of them uh, guys telling us about any of this yeah. stuff. <laughs> But anyway, uh, we will uh, we will take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll do sports, and then uh, then we'll do Hollywood trash coming up in uh, just a few minutes. It's uh, five fifty eight with Max and Nagel and uh, Marty Caproni on Rock one hundred two. The spirit of spring. Rock one hundred two, Springfield's classic rock at six ten in Kansas on Rock one hundred two. Uh, Bax and Nagel show. Bax is still out. Uh, stick. I don't know. I'm not sure when exactly he will be back, but uh, he will be back. That's that's a guarantee. I think. <laughs> don't want anyone and, uh, too concerned. Comedian Marty Caproni is uh, taking his seat for the next couple of days until we uh, until we figure that out. Morning, Marty. Morning, Steve. I'm enjoying myself. This is nice. I'm sure you are. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be, uh, well, flurries this morning and then uh, cloudy for the rest of the day with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. We got, uh, we're going to do like Hollywood trash now. You know, usually we do that sure. uh, 15 minutes ago, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's weird when when there's a new <laughs> co-host here and I have to figure out all these buttons. Because um, I don't usually do this. <laughs> I don't usually sit on this side of the board. Bax is usually riding the, in the big chair. And well, he's usually... the one that wanted to take over this uh, task, which I'm fine with. Because sure. I wouldn't want to be behind pushing all these buttons. I can't do it. I mean, I'm not super, uh, I'm not super thrilled at the idea of ever having to do that ever in my life, so... Uh... You know, it seems like uh, seems like you've uh, you've got it under control, Steve. I have it completely under control. Hey, uh, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, the expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. And if you have storm damage effect affecting your water, call Aquapump in Stafford Springs. Somehow you. Still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, it's official. Lindsay Lohan and her husband, Bader Shamas, are expecting their first child. There's no word on the sex of the baby or the due date. She's 36 years old. Well, uh, you started with Lindsay Lohan and her husband, and that's not the, that's not the way I figured that uh, headline would end. Yeah, you thought it was going to be like some divorce. Or I some thought sort divorce, of like a <laughs> domestic dispute at the Lohan residence. Hundred percent thought it was a divorce, cocaine fueled divorce. Well, she's uh, looking forward to motherhood and <laughs> snorting baby formula. That's going to be yeah, 
<laughs> it's going to be a great kid. <laughs> hey, uh, in her new book, Paris Hilton reveals that she had an inappropriate relationship with a teacher when she was in eighth grade. It didn't get further than a kiss in her driveway, and it ended when her parents came home. Wow. Uh, that seems pretty creepy, Paris. Well, it would be creepy on the pa- the part of the teacher. Yeah, that's what so I'm you're saying. talking about. Like a what, eighth grade, she's probably 13, 14 years old. Look, and I'm not trying to whip up Me Too hysteria, but at some point, you know, she can't just casually throw that out there if she's never actually turned the guy in. You know. Well, I guess you know, there's a lot of people that don't turn people in for the many things that they've said over the years. How weird is it? Is she said that it was her parents coming home that broke it up? <laughs> Well, yeah, the guy was probably like, oh, I get your parents are home. <laughs> we got to go. Uh, a trailer dropped yesterday for a German movie where a guy is trapped in a porta potty on a construction site where a demolition is about to take place. The movie has a two-word title, and the first word is holy, and you can probably figure out what the second one is. Cow. Holy cow. Well, unless you're already locked into Cocaine Bear. Are you locked into Cocaine Bear? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I've... Uh I know that it's based on a true story, which I find to be hilarious. Loosely based on a true very, story. Very loosely based. The, there was a true story about a bear who did find a stash of cocaine in the woods, but the, the bear died. Oh. See, I thought I no. was waiting for that to have a better ending. Like, maybe the bear started a successful business with his buddies. And I was looking at Facebook over the weekend, and I see somebody write on there, you know, I was really disappointed in Cocaine Bear. And I'm like, <laughs> what kind of expectations did you have about Cocaine Bear? I really thought the cinematography would be better. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, what, What the plot line? Was <laughs> Was it too far-fetched for you that a bear would uh, be high on cocaine? And, you know... I wonder I how know. the bear ends in the movie. I wonder how, how, how the bear dies in the movie. I, it probab- it's, probably, it's probably like one of these horror films. It's kind of like... It, the same people made sh- the Sharknado movies. Oh, oh, there so, you go. So, you know. Another I, classic piece of fine American cinema. Well, they made five of them, for God's <laughs> sakes. S- someone out there has an appetite for weird animals. Yeah. Uh, it's a horror thriller, although it appears to have comedic aspects. The hero actually wakes up trapped in the john on a construction site where the demolition is about to take place. This is that other movie we are talking about. The German one. Yeah. He was put there by a guy who wants his pregnant girlfriend... Wait a minute. Turns out he was put there by a guy who wants his pregnant... Oh, he wa- the guy wants his pregnant girlfriend. We're just talking about that off the air. Yeah, this and is he, weird. And, and, has to and es- a poop story. <laughs> and he has to escape before he's blown to bits. The trailer dropped yesterday. Worth checking out, I'm telling you. <laughs> is it the... Is it really? And then you hear Steven Spielberg say to Tom Cruise, You saved Hollywood's ass. Really? With what? This? <laughs> the cocaine bear? John Wick director Chad uh, Stalaski said Hollywood still uses real guns because it would cost too much to switch to electric guns. Electric guns? Electric guns were used in the making of the John Wick movies with gunfire added in post-production using CGI. Chad told The Hollywood Reporter, there's no reason to have a live firearm on set for prop houses, armors, or uh, supply houses to switch over. It would make their entire stock of real firearms useless. You don't need firearms. The alternative is just going to cost you more money. Well, someone should have sold that to Alex uh, Alec Baldwin, I think, probably, right? Yeah. Didn't that, isn't isn't he? Didn't he get charged in that? Uh... There's a trial going on right now. Oh, see how little yeah. I know. 
Well, see, if you kept up to date on that, you might know. The idea of not using real guns hits closer to home for Chad. He used to be a stuntman and was actually a double for Brandon Lee in The Crow. And as you know, how that worked out. Not good for Brandon Lee, I think, if I remember correctly, right? No, that was another, uh, wasn't that another misfire of a firearm yeah. on, the, on the set? Shot and killed on the, on the set. But, you know, they're going to switch to electric guns and then someone's going to end up getting electrocuted. It's going to be the same thing. Probably. Make, make movies is a dangerous job. So you know the scene... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Just talking over you. No, no, no please. You know the uh, the scene in Back to the Future when Michael J. Fox plays Chuck Berry's Johnny B. Good? Well, Chris Martin from Coldplay told Michael it inspired his guitar playing. <laughs> well, that explains a lot. <laughs> in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Michael said, quote, What a great compliment that is about influencing uh, Chris. He also said when he filmed the scene, he was finger-syncing to the track because he had previously recorded it, and it wasn't that hard because he already knew the fundamentals of the guitar playing. Michael has a documentary coming out called Still, a Michael J. Fox movie. Still is the name of the documentary. Because he's not still. Okay. You see how see that's working out? I see what they did there. Have you ever seen, did you ever see, did you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Uh, very little. I've only seen like two episodes of it. There's an episode where Larry David lives below Michael J. Fox, and he's convinced that he's wearing these work boots on purpose because he stomps <laughs> around his apartment all day long, and and Michael is seemingly doing it, but <laughs> pretending he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's actually it's a very funny plot line for a show. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson starred together in HBO's True Detective, and now they're teaming up again on an unscripted show for Apple TV+. The premise is a little tired, but these with these two, eh, you never know. Woody is going to be uh, to move to Matt's Texas ranch, where they and their families will attempt to cohabitate. Wow. It's a 10-episode series, but there's no word yet on the title or start date. According to a press release, it's a heartfelt, odd couple love story revolving around Woody and Matt's, quote, strange and beautiful bond. Did you know, uh, this is a stupid trivia fact, but did you know that Woody Harrelson's father um, was, like, I think the first person ever arrested and convicted for killing a federal judge? No. He was a hitman. I did not know that. Yeah, just a little, little... Stupid trivia for well, you this early in the morning. Th- thanks for neither bringing us up nor down <laughs> with that. Uh, Kim Kardashian is accused of Photoshop because oh. there's two identical, uh, identical pictures uh, that show her with shadows on one and sh- not shadows on another. Uh, she's got a sh- shadow shown on her chest. Oh, Kim did? Uh, what did what did she say uh, about that? She said, oh, my God, the last time I had anything on my chest like this was when Ray J unleashed the protein punch over the beagle ears in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. And Caitlin? <laughs> I never got that done and dirty with your brother Chris Kim, but I once uh, played with the leather kangaroo pouch. <laughs> I had a fupa chalupa for lunch, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I snuggled right up to the roast beef sheets. <laughs> thousand thread count on those. They're very soft. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. <laughs> Massachusetts. It's 630 at Rock 102. It is time for news, and it is brought to you by uh, Taxland, uh, Boston Road and Springfield, Connor Street in East Hampton, and TaxlandOnline.com. Marty? And now local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Why does it take you so long to get to that? I was you know, just I just to... want to get it right every time I do it. You know, I just shine. It's the uh, no. one part. All right. Well, you're, <laughs> you're getting better. 
By the time you by the time you get it down, you'll be no longer. I could do it in different voices if you'd like. No, it's fine. That's you fine. don't want Just the movie guy it. voice. No, I'll do it. Not okay, Pablo. In the world, yeah. Uh, Tuesday's storm knocked out power to tens of thousands of customers across Massachusetts. According to the MEMA outage map, over 29,000 customers across the state were without power as of about 5 a.m. this morning. A majority of those outages were seen right in western Massachusetts, but the good news is that the number is getting less every hour. Berkshire and Franklin counties were hit the hardest, with some areas seeing over 30 inches of snow. Crews were working around the clock as they respond to outages and damages in all directions caused by the storm. Eversource has been working uh, to get people's power back on since the storm began. They're asking customers in advance to be patient and report any downed wires you may see, reminding customers to stay as far away as possible from those downed wires and trees. I uh, I came home yesterday. And I said uh, I told you I had the 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 internet line is laying right across the front lawn. Ugh, and there's no cell service where you are. I'm sure. No, well, there's cell service. Uh, I I don't really live like in the very remote part of town, but it's uh it, it's I, I have enough to get by uh, as far as the cell service goes. But no, you're not in- streaming. You're not streaming off your cell phone to watch Netflix. Though. Stuck in a house with two preteens and no Wi-Fi. Oh. It's like Armageddon, dude. Oh lord, it's Armageddon. It- <laughs> it's uh, it's like the worst thing that could ever possibly happen to these two kids with no Wi-Fi in the house. Of all the things that of, we've of been through, <laughs> losing their mom. Yeah, losing their mom. Nothing of that. You know, Wi-Fi and not in the house is probably the the one the thing. And I and I called and I, you know, uh, it's not. Xfinity's fault that the line fell down right. on the ground, like the the snow brought it down. But they were like, they call back and they're like, "Oh, you know, you know, the issue in your area has been fixed." And I'm like, looking out on the front lawn, and I'm like, <laughs> "I don't think you fixed that." I beg your pardon. <laughs> I, I think you you know what it is. I think internet probably went down in town. They fixed that, but, but not your individual house. The individual house. So the guys got to come put the line back on. Well, listen. Shout out to those guys because some of them are still out there in bucket trucks working and everything, just making sure people get their power back on. That is a tough job, you know. Those guys. I yeah. uh, I had a funny story back when I was a kid. I lived on the third floor of. Uh, I had a third floor apartment in Chicopee, and uh, I had a pantry, and in the pantry was my microwave. And I, I don't wear clothes a lot when I'm in my own place, you know. So. I was walking over to the microwave with no pants on, no nothing, and uh, I happened to look out the window, and lo and behold, there was a guy looking right at me, and I was looking right at him. Turned out to be my friend's father, oh. who was a lineman for Chickabee Electric, Tommy Roback. And uh, <laughs> oh, look at you name dropping. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. yeah. He's retired now. I think he probably retired after that happened. But uh, there I was, standing there in all my glory, <laughs> microwaving something, a hot pocket. <laughs> Not Some, expecting to see somebody looking through my third floor window. What kind of... He was looking at your hot pocket. He was... <laughs> my, my leather kangaroo. Your, your leather kangaroo pouch. <laughs> a uh, transmission tower in Greenfield has been damaged from yesterday's storm that uh, caused many power outages across Franklin County. Eversource says the transmission system is the superhighway of the grid when it's damaged. Thousands of customers can lose power. It's being repaired as the restoration process continues. Well, that's comforting. Yeah, how do they? How do you keep your house warm? You live out there, so you have to be like a doomsday prepper. How yeah. do you keep your house warm if the electric goes off? Well, there's a wood stove option. Yeah, do you have yeah. a wood stove? I do. Though? Yeah, you do. Oh, I guess yeah. maybe everyone. But that's else. the last resort. Yeah, because then you're out there like Paul Bunyan splitting yeah, wood yeah, and yeah. <laughs> doing doing nonsense to to stay warm. I I don't have it in me to do that. 
Yeah. There's a lot of people out there. Oh, you should get the wood stove. Well, first of all, the wood stove in my house is too small. It's more like uh, like it would only keep that room warm. It wouldn't keep the whole house warm. Right. So then yeah. all these people, what if they don't have a wood stove? They're in Greenfield. They're all huddled around a candle for warmth or they're riding hey, their Peloton like you. Do uh, what you got to do. You yeah. know, you take your spoon and your needle and your lighter <laughs> and you, you, you keep everybody warm around the fire. To, what do you try to say about Greenfield, um, Steve? Nothing. I'm just saying. Like some, some people do things differently depending on what town you're from. You said yesterday some people storm prep differently than others. <laughs> That's, this is yeah. true. Some people keep warm in the winter. Other ways. Well, out in Huntington, I know that uh, you know if you run out of power and you don't feel like chopping wood, you can just get on your Peloton there and do a couple extra hours and heat the whole house. You know, I was thinking about it, I'm like, why can't I hook this thing up to like, uh, you know, how they do those uh, power your own house in the uh, like, oh sure like you were saying like yeah kind of like connected to the grid yeah connected to the grid <laughs> you start getting credits back for all this work that you're doing well why not sure might as well profit on it somehow I'm surprised no one's come up with the idea of an X-rated Peloton you know all the, the girls. <laughs> You know what? It's pretty close to being X-rated. Is it really? So it really yeah. doesn't need to be. <laughs> That's how they get yeah. you guys on the bike. It's like, uh, it's like, well, how are you supposed to work out if you're looking at this all day? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> you give me one more big juicy push, Come love. On, Steve, Come you're here. Doing Come great. on, Steve. You can do it. <laughs> yes, I can. The uh, the town of Blandford has declared a state of emergency due to weather conditions, according to town uh, Blandford's website. Residents are urged to refrain from driving and remain indoors. Given the potential falling trees and power lines, the wow. response time for fire in the highway department will be impacted. The uh, National Weather uh, Service reported about 20 inches of snow in Blantford with, uh, well, they probably got more last night oh, as it fell. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, the uh, my, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law live up in uh, Blantford, and she was saying that last night. There's a whole town state of emergency. The problem is there's tr- it's the trees down. It's not about the roads being unable to... Right, just not being possible. Yeah, it's it's the trees that are that are coming down right in the middle of the road, and uh, I would not want to be under one of those things. I was driving up Main Road in Montgomery yesterday. Holy crap, those branches like, hanging low over the road. But but it's like you never see them hanging that low, and you didn't think they could go, come that low. Usually they're they're yeah. up high. But it was crazy. You know, those, those people up there, though, they, you guys definitely have a different culture out in the hill towns than here. Like, I, I don't even know most of my neighbors. You know what I mean? But uh, I sold a house back when I did real estate to my friends uh, John and Wendy up there. And uh, their whole neighborhood, they all take care of each other. They they look out for each other. They they all have a chainsaw, you know, so mm-hmm. they can clear the roads if they need to and everything. That wouldn't happen in Chicopee, I can tell you that much. No. No. You you maybe know like one or two of your neighbors, and that's about it. You know? And you don't really ask questions. Yeah, you don't want to know what's no. going on over there. <laughs> Not at all. That's like on those Dateline shows, right? Yeah. You know, the neighbor next door. Well, everybody thought he was a nice guy, and he's got 10 bodies buried in They just in start there. pulling yeah. blue yeah. barrels out. It's like yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, it could happen. It could. Right well, there. it happened in Springfield with that guy in, on Page Boulevard. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's... Everybody, when you when people watch like national news and things like yeah. that, they're like, "Oh, that's like in the Midwest. That couldn't happen here. It could happen here. It does. It happen. did happen here. Yeah, there, I read something like the I don't know what the actual stat was, but it was like fifty active serial killers or something like that yeah. at, at all times in the country. And we just don't talk about you know the news is just Caitlyn Jenner. It's kind of yeah, well, that's it's a distraction. We don't You're want right. anybody to know. But it's kind of like uh, TikTok videos. You know, TikTok users. I think the average person, when they watch a TikTok video, going, oh, this person is, like, from California. They could be, like, your neighbor, your next, next door. door neighbor. Yeah. Making videos. Yep, just doing strange stuff. Yep. <laughs> 
A uh, woman was arrested in connection with a deadly stabbing in East Hampton on Tuesday. According to the Northwestern DA's uh, spokesperson, Lori Loisel, East Hampton police were called to a home on uh, Coldoff Street at around 3.10 a.m. where a man was found suffering from multiple stab wounds. A 23-year-old man was taken to Bay State Medical Center in Springfield where he died due to his injuries. The suspect is a 23-year-old woman and was arrested on a single count of murder in connection with his death. She's scheduled to be arraigned in Northampton District Court today. This is the first homicide uh, in East Hampton since 2012. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. 23 years old, huh? Whole life in front of you? Your whole life. Yeah. You know? And you, and you, you know. If you're 23 and you're listening to this right now, it's not, not worth it. it. It's not worth the, not worth the, the dispute. The argument, yeah, How just about get out. Option? Just go walk away. <laughs> right. It's not worth the argument. A uh, where man was, arra- was arraigned in uh, court on Monday on charges of assault and battery on a child under 14 and intimidation of a witness. Uh, according to the Ware Police Department, 53-year-old Michael A. Hunt was arrested on Sunday. He was arraigned in Eastern Hampshire District Court in Belchertown on Monday. He's being held on $20,000 bail. In addition to the charges, Hunt is also being held on violation of probation from previous cases in Franklin and Worcester counties. Michael Hunt. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Sounds very Bart Simpson. But yeah, if he went for short, I think his name would be like a butch like, or like uh, uh, a chief. Mikey or, or like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something. <laughs> something. Something like that. An Amherst man was arrested Tuesday morning for allegedly possessing child sex abuse material. 32-year-old Bradford Ferrick of Winchester and Amherst appeared in Boston Federal Court remotely Tuesday morning and has been charged with one count of possession of child pornography. Ferrick was on home confinement restrictions for related charges at the time of his arrest. According to charging documents, Ferrick began a medical residency in July of 2022 with a focus on family medicine with Bay State Franklin Family Medicine. This included working through facilities in Greenfield, Deerfield, and in Springfield. During a search of his Winchester home on February 13th, police allegedly seized 61 devices, including external hard drives, computer cell phones, hidden camera systems, and SD cards. On those devices, officers found thousands of images and videos of suspected child pornography. Farrick was released, or Farrick was arrested and released on home confinement after posting bail in Woburn District Court. Police conducted a follow-up search at the same home on February 17th and allegedly found 11 more devices that also contained suspected child pornography victims between the ages of 6 and 11 years old. Another Farrick home, uh, another home Farrick was renting in Amherst was searched in Feb- February 21st where police seized eight more devices, including a hidden camera device that was designed to be worn as a bracelet. The device allegedly contained recorded video of Farrick administering medical exams. Oh, my God. Well, there's a lot of feel-good stories this morning uh, from Western Mass. Yeah, two minors believed to be patients were allegedly heard and seen in the video at times. Uh, I can think of no greater fear as a parent or guardian than potential harm coming to your child. Today, we allege that this doctor, who held a position of trust with access to children, maintained child sexual abuse material. The investigation is active and ongoing. That's according to U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins. Uh, members of the public with questions, concerns, or any information pertaining to this doctor are strongly encouraged to contact the FBI via the provided form they sent out this uh, email yesterday. But, wow. Wow. Crazy stuff going on yeah. up here in uh, western Massachusetts today. Yeah, not a not a great news day. 
Not really anything we can make fun of. We need no. to make. We, we, where's the uh, Where's the dumb criminals? Well, I got, the, you know, I got one. The... I got one that I just. All right, saw what do you there. got? Go ahead. Uh, the Colombian Navy seized a mystery submarine with more than a ton of cocaine and two lifeless bodies on board. Eighty-seven million dollars worth of cocaine in this submarine. Yeah. Uh, two of the guys died from the gases inside the submarine. And then one and uh, two of the other guys they found close to death on the outside of the submarine, waiting for them to to pick them up. And my immediate thought on that, Steve, was who has the kind of resources to build a submarine that's not a government, you know? A Coke dealer. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, who. Yeah, because you have that you have the cash and then you right. also have the cocaine. So, you know, if you give six or seven of your buddies enough cocaine, I guess, you know, you put them in a garage for a week, they'll come out like, I built your submarine, baby. <laughs> yeah, I got your submarine. Submarine's all good. <laughs> go, yeah, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I found that really uh, I found that crazy. That's, so they were dead inside? Yeah, like the gas. It looks like the gas from the engine. you got to vent that gas out, you know. And they apparently uh, vented the wrong gas out, yeah. and uh, and they died inside. It probably carbon monoxide poisoning. But I, li- like I like how you commented that we weren't, we weren't, we were talking about all these doom and gloom stories, and then, like, you're like, oh, yeah, and these two guys died in a submarine yeah. from all the uh, noxious gases from the cocaine <laughs> that they were making. But it's more lighthearted, you know what I mean? It's uh, more lighthearted. They're uh, drug smuggling. Well, well, it's from 3,000 miles away. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. See how that works? Yeah. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, cloudy this morning with some chances some flurries, and then cloudy for the rest of the day with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. Looking at 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. This spring. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It is 651 in the Stones on Rock 102. Bax and Nagel show. Bax out this week. Comedian Marty Caproni sitting in his place. Happy to be here, as always. Are you happy? I am. Yeah. I'm getting used to this waking up and having a purpose thing. Nice. Yeah, it, it, it can be meaningful, can't it? Yeah. Uh, mostly cloudy today, where your Pioneer Valley forecast, that winter storm warning will be ending by uh, 8 o'clock. But uh, the storm's pretty much over. Uh, just cleaning up all the damage from that uh, today. Mostly cloudy with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It is 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, we got uh, coming up, uh, I don't know. I don't know what we'll do today. Well, let's have some fun. Let's... Uh... <laughs> Let's get some uh, let's get some uh, meaningful dialogue going here. Steve. They want me to, uh, to fill out the bracket for the um, for the Rock 102 uh, bracket brawl. Can thing. you win the million dollars if you get all the teams right? Or- you could, and uh, not that I'm trying to poo poo on our Listen, we got we got plenty of other great prizes to go along with sure. this thing. And the reality is about picking out these uh, these teams. It, it's it's very rare that you would be able to pick out a perfect bracket. Uh, this story says if your brother-in-law or someone at work asks you to fill out a bracket, don't worry about not being an expert. It won't help much anyway because it's basically impossible. The odds of finishing with a perfect bracket, guessing all the games correctly, is 1 in 120 billion. That's assuming you know something about college basketball going in and consider how the teams are seeded. Uh, if you're a non-fan who just guesses based on something arbitrary like flipping a coin, the odds soar to one in nine point two quintillion. Well, I would be in the nine point two quintillion uh, yeah. thing. One math mathematician put it this way: You have better odds of winning the Powerball with two consecutive tickets than getting a perfect bracket, and you have better odds that a family of four will be get hit by lightning separately in their lifetime. <laughs> 
which is kind of bleak. <laughs> That's a little bleak. But That's it's, a real bleak. But number. it's true. <laughs> That's a real bleak number. And there's a one in one and one in ten thousand chance that you get injured by a toilet in your lifetime. So are there better odds that the same family of four all get injured by a toilet than picking a perfect bracket? And no one has uh, officially submitted a perfect bracket ever. The longest streak of perfection was by a neuropsychologist from Ohio who managed to pick the winner of the first 49 games in 2019 correctly. There are 63 games total. That's pretty good. 49 games. That's pretty good. And hopefully he won some money off that. I mean, he's a neuropsychologist or something like that. Yeah, neuropsychologist. So uh, just fill it out for fun, and who knows, maybe you'll get lucky and everyone in your family will trip over a toilet and get struck by lightning. (laughs) What are the odds of being attacked by a cocaine bear? On your toilet. One uh, in 9.1 quintillion. <laughs> so it's like 1.1 one quinti- one one quintillion less than what you would have been if you uh, if you just did it yourself. So what I'm going to do when I get home today is uh, sit on the toilet and fill out my bracket. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, like I said, I, like, you know, I'm doing some of these uh, with, with the stuff with the BetMGM app and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm still, like, learning how to do these parlays and these. Like, I don't really quite understand that concept of the parlay it's it's taken the uh, this i know of yeah okay but here's the here's the 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 thing i know about this parlay and the tees and all that stuff but i tried to just simply bet on the super bowl at the kiosk at mm-hmm. mgm and i'm so dumb that i couldn't figure it out all my all my bets ended up being not what i wanted for my bets i lost everything <laughs> oh believe me dude i picked out like i had all these like bets going in yeah. there to to go try it out yep. and, and check it out and uh my girlfriend who was with me standing there with me at the time she was like uh, you, you pick that one that's going to be the one and and that was the one that sc- it was the first touchdown of the game that's who you that's you got to call Jalen Hurts or whatever yeah and, that's and, who you got to call you got to call yeah. her and have her fill out your bracket for you yeah and, and uh, you know get it done that way but uh you know that that's the thing like i don't know anything about you, you know what i could help you on is uh mma that's the one thing that i know a little bit about in the sports world you know um i ring announced for years for mixed martial arts for like yeah. 10 years so when when there are fights, I'm pretty good at picking the fights. Yeah, that's about it. Maybe football, but other than that, I don't I don't really know. But you can we're talking about parlay and teasing. Yeah, you can parlay like a football bet or tease it with a MMA fight. Combine the two and get crazy odds. A couple weeks ago, I read a news article. Some guy bet one one dollar on like five different tickets. He hit on two teases. He he walked to like four hundred and something thousand dollars on like. On like five dollars because they take the winnings and put it on to the next bet. Is that well? How it's that all works? part of the same bet. So in other words, like you're betting the Patriots win, you're betting the Celtics win, and then you're betting that uh, Conor McGregor, uh, you know, uh, loses by rear naked choke in the gotcha. third round. Gotcha. All right. And those three things, all those odds combined, give you like a crazy thing. So you you have a high upside with a low with a low risk investment. That's oh. the best I can tell you. How come we didn't go to the sports book yesterday down at the casino? You I mean, we were having you... enough trouble with video poker. Right, to that I know. Out. <laughs> trying to figure out why I just put, I put I put twenty bucks on that machine yesterday. The and Buffalo, but no, the back the blackjack oh, yeah, machine yeah. machine, and I didn't like there was no I I bet twenty dollars like that just, was it it, it was, was gone I'm like what the hell just happened why am I sitting next to Marty playing this thing you're screwing up my whole uh, my whole I usually go to the penny slots I'm I, well that's all I do I I, I I can't gamble like big time you know what I mean I'll I'll, I'll spend 20 bucks here or there I'm at Mohegan this weekend like I said so 
I'll probably plan on spending 50 bucks while I'm there. But yeah. I chalk that 50 bucks a, a up to like it's not coming back. And then if anything happens with it, I win. $200 appearance, but you get $400 in the hole by the time <laughs> yeah, you come right. home. I, I did have it one time. I was playing the Wheel of Fortune slot. You know, I like yeah. watching the little wheel spin at the top. And I was, it was about nine minutes to me being on stage. And I was like, ah, one more spin. And I hit. For two grand. Ah. Yeah. And then the lady has to come and do the hand pay yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. And I was like, lady, I need to be on stage in nine minutes. She's like, I'll be right back. Yeah. She came running back. I, she's like, how do you want? I was like, cash. I was on stage with a knot of cash like this big because it was all like 20s in my oh, pocket. Oh, look at that. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it felt good. It was good. It was the. <laughs> That's a good time. Yeah, it was the one time I actually had a weekend where I left there being like, all right, I feel like a real comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, by the way, money. you have a tab here you haven't paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those chicken fingers. Yeah, those chicken fingers add up after a while. <laughs> I know you came in here and you had a giant pretzel once and you didn't pay for it. <laughs> they're actually really good to me, man. The, the, the guys from comics, if you do go to Mohegan Sun, that's a, it's a great comedy club the guys from comics they're like family to me and uh they, they, I, I they, they treat me real well when i'm down there they load me up on drinks and chicken fingers all weekend long it's pretty nice well they need to load everybody else up on drinks and chicken fingers well just all to long. just to find me funny they gotta load them up on <laughs> it's uh it's 658 with bax and Nagel and marty caproni on rock 102 Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is 7.09 and Stevie Nicks on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy with some flurries tapering off this morning as the winter storm comes to an end around 8 a.m. And uh, it's going to be mostly cloudy for the rest of the day with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It is 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Marty Caproni is here uh, in for Bax this week as uh, Bax is still sick. Uh, maybe be back tomorrow. Maybe not. I don't know what uh, what the deal is. <laughs> But well, uh, glad to have you here, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm 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 pulling for backs like everyone else. So, uh, but uh, I'm enjoying my time here with you guys. So, uh, well, we're glad you're here. Thanks for having me. And then uh, tell us about you were reading something about Ozempic. Here. Oh yeah. yeah, so I just found this article. For those who don't know, Ozempic is a diabetes drug, mm-hmm. and everyone now it's trendy, especially like Hollywood people and everything. They're taking it for weight loss. And this tells a story of a nurse who's 25 years old. She gained 50 pounds during the pandemic because she was stressed out, eating, working crazy hours in the intensive care unit during COVID. She gained 50 pounds, so she decided that she was going to use the Ozampic to lose the 50 pounds. Right. And uh, they give you a shot in your thigh or something like that. And it said after about a year of being on it, she lost 50 pounds. But as soon as she came off of it, she had ravenous hunger and started to gain back weight. I think she put on like ten pounds like right away. Yeah, it's a, it's a type two diabetes drug is yeah. what it's for. It's for people who have type they're type two diabetics. It's it's like an alternative to insulin uh, shots. And unfortunately, the people who actually need it aren't getting it because the availability is uh, scarce due to the fact that all these people are using it for weight loss. Yeah, it's terrible. It's uh, and you know. The, the, you can blame the people, but you got to blame the doctors too, who are prescribing it off label like that. You know, well, there's doctors who do that for many different drugs. Yeah, because they're forced to by, or not forced to, but they're incentivized they're forced, by. Yeah, as you say, they want free company. lunch and they want trips and all the other stuff that the drug, which is apparently brought. illegal, but apparently it still happens. It still yeah, they just on. find a way around the laws. You know. Yeah the uh, the whole idea of uh, people trying to find a get 
get lose weight quickly scheme. Magic pill. It's like uh, I let me. So I've been doing most of the time that I've lost weight in my life has been due to like maybe like a major anxiety filled event where. Yep. You don't want to eat, and right. then you so you don't eat, and then you drop a ton of weight, and you look great for a little while, and then uh, you know you start to feel better, and you start eating yes. again, <laughs> and you start looking a little better. But honestly, uh, not to have the commercial for the Peloton again, <laughs> but being on that program, I started that on January first, and now I'm like eleven or twelve weeks into uh, to doing that. Your body gets used to you feel better, you right? You feel better. I haven't really changed my diet that much other than the fact that I'm not eating as much because I'm not as hungry. When you, you when you work out a lot, you you don't really get as hungry. Yeah. Well, and plus you're you're spending 2 hours a day or whatever pedaling a bike chasing 45 something. minutes. Oh, oh, that's it. Anywhere from twenty to forty-five minutes. But you're spending that extra that extra time chasing some uh, British lady in a sports bra. It takes yeah. it takes away the time that you probably would just be sitting there snacking in the one kitchen. One more juicy push, Come love. On, one Steve. more. We got one big juicy road ahead. <laughs> Up on a bike, would you? Let go. <laughs> But you're doing that instead of instead of eating. I, I, yeah. you know me. I go up and down like an accordion, you know. But the two major times I've lost weight in my life, it seems like external circumstances have happened where I've I've lost weight and then something happens. One time I broke my hand, so I couldn't work out. Yeah, so I was sad. I just sat on the couch and sat eight, and I I had gone from losing eighty six pounds. I put on like forty five back on almost Damn. immediately. And then the last time was right before the pandemic. Uh, if you remember, I used to do those walking videos in the state park that you used to tune into. Yeah. Um, I was doing that because I couldn't go to the gym anymore because all the gyms were closed. Oh, you're losing weight walking around all day long. I was. I was walking yeah. like six, seven miles a day. I was right, doing Facebook Live, telling right, jokes, right walking. Right behind the air base, watching the guys drive up to you <laughs> on the fence. Yelling at me on, yeah. the, on the fence. I Everyone always warned me there's bears back there. And I at that point in the middle of the pandemic, I was like, you know what? This is a great way to go. I want a bear attack. I want to fight. I want to fight. You want a, a bear. cocaine bear? Is yeah, what you want. <laughs> I wouldn't have a chance. I wouldn't. I wonder if the cocaine bear could build a sub. You know, go back. <laughs> Good. <laughs> back to our earlier story. Uh, uh, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. So th- th- now these people are not. They're not getting the medication they need. There's a shortage of it, and it's it's not. It's not being prescribed to the people who need it, the diabetics and stuff. Which is well, crazy. and that's the problem. You know, you get any kind of drug. There was a. What was the the thing during the pandemic that they were? What was the? There was one. I I, I can't. It's. It, it was a drug that people used for lupus. Yes, fibromyalgia. Yeah, and lupus. Whatever, whatever that, whatever yeah. the one that they were pushing for that. And it was like, no, no, no. This doesn't really help COVID. Right. It's for people who have lupus, and and that that's a serious disease. I had a friend who suffers from yeah. uh, the fibromyalgia and everything, and she couldn't get. Uh, the medication. Yeah. So it's like, you know, how much is your weight loss worth to you? And and this is the kind of effects that you're going to get. I, we had a guy on years ago, and I've told this story before, about um, it was that drug Ally. You remember that drug Ally? Ally. What's, which they one still that? sell it now. It's, oh, okay. like, it's like a fat blocker. Okay. You basically take it, and it's supposed to, like, you know, get so your body doesn't process the fats. Oh, right? it's a, yeah, yeah. But the guy... From the drug company, we interviewed him. He's like, we uh, we recommend that you wear dark pants because the effect was that uh, you would soil yourself from uh, taking the medication. That was the scientific 
remedy. <laughs> black pants? Hey, wear black pants and so nobody can see that you soiled yourself during the day. You know, you know, some doctor probably was like, I can prescribe you black pants and uh, Medicare will pay for it. But then, then you ask yourself the question, uh, is it that important to look good that, you know, let's say you're trying to look good for the lady, Steve, and uh, you're like, I got to lose these 50 pounds. And you're like, yeah, here's the only catch, lady. I look great, but... Uh, I have just pooped my pants for the fifth time today. Yeah, I'm sorry I can't go out tonight. I've, <laughs> right. uh, I've soiled myself off of ally. I think I don't want to speak for the ladies, but I think most ladies would be like, I would rather a guy who's a little portly and yeah. uh, has control of their bowels. You know, <laughs> uh, you never know. There's somebody who might be into that. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's seven sixteen with Max and Nagel, and uh, it's seven thirty at Rock One Hundred Two. It is Rock time for news. this week. It's a Thunderbird. Thir- to you by uh, Taxland, uh, Boston Road in Springfield, Cottage Street in East Hampton, and TaxlandOnline.com. Marty. And now local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Well, thanks, man. Uh, you make me feel pretty important around here. Uh, the uh, the snow cleanup continues uh, this morning as uh, the town of Blanford has uh, declared a state of emergency. There's trees, you know, tree limbs down, roads are impassable in some uh, points. They canceled school yesterday. Uh, that's my region yeah. there. They canceled school yesterday afternoon going, listen, with all these down trees everywhere, uh, we're not going to be able to get the buses through tomorrow. So so the school uh, school canceled today out that school out that was way? canceled today as well. Oh. Um, well, because y- the thing is, like where I live, I live in like the lower lying valley of Huntington. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. if you live on the top of the mountain, that's where you're most likely to get lose your power and lose your, you know, all that stuff. And they got a significant, like literally three miles from my house. You're talking inches. about tw- 26 inches or something like that that they got up at the top of the mountain, which is which is nuts. But uh, you know, it's still being cleaned up this morning. You know, those uh, God bless all those linemen and uh, people out there, the, the highway crews that are uh, doing their best to get uh, stuff open for everybody up there. Yeah. Uh, and here's uh, something that you wouldn't normally see somebody going out in a major snowstorm with. Uh, this morning around 3.30, Mass State Police and Lee confirmed two missing hikers were found. This comes after emergency crews were searching Mount Washington Tuesday night after the hikers were reported lost. According to the Mass State Police, they received the call just before 8 p.m. State Police said that the lost hikers' last known address was a lander trail on Mount Washington. Troopers responded along with canines, a special emergency team trooper, and Egremont Fire and Police. The environmental police were also contacted. Look, I don't want to. These guys are okay, so I don't want to. I don't want to crap on them too bad. But come on, you decide that's the time to go out hiking. You know what? I'm going to kind of crap on you because, yeah, I'm glad you're okay. But uh, why? Why are you going out during a major snowstorm? Going to hike? You know, it's Mount Washington. There's probably 30 inches of snow out there. And then you're going to make a rescue crew come and go find you because you were too weak to go through your hike with the hike that you thought was going to work out for you. Such a such a D-bag thing to do. You know, just add something else to their plate. You know what I mean? And speaking of D-bag things, and I'm sure you probably saw this (laughs) yesterday because you were not too far behind me as we went to the casino yesterday. The person running down uh, Converse Street, <laughs> I I get your your health and your and your exercise Good for you. But do you understand what kind of weather is outside right now? Like it's slush snow. Yeah. It's not like fluffy white stuff. Why are you out running? Not only 
out running but in the middle of the road because you can't run on the sidewalk because right. none of the sidewalks are done yet. So you're running in the middle of the road and getting angry at the traffic that is passing you. Yeah, how dare they interrupt your jog in the middle of a nor'easter. I'm all about fitness, but fitness requires you to not impede on traffic during a snowstorm. Well, it's the same thing with the cyclists, too. They, they drive me nuts with the cyclists that, that ride in the road, you know. In the snow? And, well, no, not in the snow, yeah. but just in general. I had one uh, the other day in Chicopee. I was turning a left on a... A side street to go to View Street Tavern, and the guy was uh, riding his bike in all black at nighttime, and I almost and he was he was he was coming out of the street yeah. like he was a car, not on the sidewalk. I almost hit the guy, and he goes, "Whoa, hey, whoa!" Yeah, like it's your fault. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "It's my fault." You put a reflector yeah. on your bike or yeah, something. I'm sorry. I'm I, I dressed in all black. I was going to a funeral. Yeah. Mine. Yeah, you're <laughs> for after you hit cycling me with a car. to the ninja convention. You know what I mean? Uh, but the people running in the middle of the road, I don't understand that, and I'll never get. You're not. They just cool. want you that they want you to Who see can, how healthy they I are. I don't care how blah, healthy blah, you blah. are. You can do this on a treadmill, yes. or you can do this running in place in your basement. Go to your local park and run around that. You, you live in I mean? Longmeadow. You can't afford a treadmill in your house. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be living there if you can't. <laughs> On uh, Tuesday during the snowstorm, two men were arrested after Northampton police found several different types of illegal drugs as well as an unlicensed gun with ammunition in their car. Northampton Police Department was contacted by the DPW to check the car. Upon arrival, officers observed two males in a running vehicle who appeared to be sleeping. After several attempts to wake them, they finally woke up. Both males appeared to be confused and disoriented. While talking with the operator, officers observed narcotics in plain view. Ah, uh, you passed out on your drug thing. And left your gun on the dashboard or something. Yeah. After a search of the car, yielded, uh, the male operator from, the, from Staten Island is uh, charged with trafficking cocaine and possession of uh, heroin, possession of crack cocaine and uh, meth and oxycodones and methamphetamines, <laughs> uh, gabapentin. Oh. What's that one? Gabapentin is a, uh, it's like a, it's supposed to be like a pain thing, but it's it acts on your nerves and your brain and stuff. It's a real, oh great, it's a real, yeah, it's it's a, it's not, it's one of those drugs that you really got to be careful about if if a doctor's trying to prescribe it to you, you really got to do your research on it, and that's with a doctor's prescribing it to you, not just two guys sleeping in a car, yeah. <laughs> from Staten Island, uh, possession of firearm and felony, an OUI second offense of drugs. Oh wow, yeah, well yeah. Jeez. You know, uh, there's a lesson for you. Uh, you know, if you're running drugs during a storm, get yourself a hotel room, I guess. I don't and, know. And the uh, the mail passenger is from Leverett and charged with trafficking cocaine and all that other good stuff. Oh, wow. Well, like I said yesterday, everyone everyone stocks up for a storm differently. Yeah, these guys with the gabapentin and the, uh, <laughs> and the heroin. Gabapentin's a real one. It doesn't really fit in with all the other things that are on that list, but uh, sure. It's like one of these things are not like the other. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Uh, on uh, Wednesday, five people were displaced after an overnight fire on Sumner Avenue in Springfield. Fire crews responded to the scene and confirmed no reported injuries, but the five people are being assisted by the Red Cross, and the case is under investigation by the Springfield Arson and Bomb Squad. One man is being held on $20,000 bail after being arrested this past Sunday in Ware. 64-year-old Michael Hunt was charged with indecent assault and battery on a child under 14, along with intimidation of a witness. He was also held for a violation of probation from previous cases out of Franklin and Worcester counties. Hunt uh, was arrested at the Eastern Hampton District Court in Belchertown on Monday. Monday. 
What was that suspect's name again? Uh, I believe his name was uh, Mikal. Mikal. Mikal Hunt. Hunt. Yes, okay. I believe that's how you right. pronounce his name. <laughs> that's, that's, how you know? pronounce, yeah. that's how we pronounce his name now. So we know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, sometimes you you can't <laughs> you can't say everything. You can't. Uh, the transmission tower in Greenfield is down. A transmission tower in Greenfield has been damaged from yesterday's storm. This caused many power outages across Franklin County. Eversource says the transmission system is the superhighway of the grid when, when it's damaged, thousands of customers can lose their power. It is being repaired as the restoration process continues. All those folks up in Franklin County, I hope there's prepped like you are out there in Huntington with uh, wood stoves and everything else. I don't think they, I don't know if they got that or not. No, you don't think so? No. What do you, how do you think they prep for uh, this Maybe stuff? a spoon and a needle <laughs> and a lighter. We're going to get a letter for that one. Oh, no, that's it. That's how they warn. Hey, hey, people in Palmer have been doing that for years. You No, no, the people in Palmer have been, have been getting uh, second-degree burns from their illegal uh, stills that they've been running inside of their garages. Those things explode, man. You can get, you can get burned. You can get burned real bad. Uh, yeah, pretty bad. Uh, you ever hit up a store on the uh, walk back from happy hour? And later blamed booze for your purchases? Uh, I have a friend in New York City who uh, got drunk at a happy hour and adopted a cat on his way home. Uh, that's the closest I've heard of that. Really? No. Yeah. I have I have done this. Have you ever gotten drunk and then uh, drunk you goes home and gets on Amazon and buys a bunch of cool stuff and then sober you gets it like it's a gift for yourself? Have no, you ever done that? that's high me. Oh, that's oh hi you. Like uh Edible Steve? Any yeah, anytime I'm doing that, I know two days later something from Amazon will show up. <laughs> and it's usually food related. Yeah. Like because I was hungry at the time, you know, like that you know, that little air crisper that you yeah. get chicken wings in in your yeah. oven. Ooh, it fries <laughs> it just like it's in a in a thing. And I'm like, oh, I really wanted wings that night. <laughs> so now I have all these items, but I never think to cook the same things again because it's always something else. You're getting yourself a gift for I, your belly. I got an M&M dispenser, too. No, you did not. Did yeah, I you did, really? yeah. I got one of them. I got that. I got a food chopper. I got, the, oh, man. I got, listen, oh, you got I, the chopper where you slam down and it chops everything up perfectly? Oh, uh, yeah. I got, it's like uh, it's like being in a magic sh- It's like I'm a magic chef dealer, but I'm not. <laughs> I just got all the stuff there. That's what happens. That's pretty great. But anyway, in a new poll, about 17 Americans admit to having shopped while under the influence the past year, and on average, they spent $309. Not at once, but collectively. I mean, you, I could do that in a convenience store if I was uh, <laughs> if I was doing what you're doing. If I'm uh, taking the edibles, I, I just can't. like I can't like uh, I don't go out drinking anymore. So I remember it being very expensive. Just for a night out, you know, 20 years ago. What's it like now? It must it, be, uh, you must have to bring your own. <laughs> there are people who do that. There are people, uh, a few of the places that uh, I've been that I have friends who own bars who will find yeah. nips in the trash after. And they, I said, do you ever catch them? He goes, well, it's really easy to find someone ordering just orange juice. At five in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I have some, uh, I have some, fr- I have a f- some friends whose parents that's what uh, they do that yes we were doing this party one time and i won't say where it was because yeah. i don't want to give too many uh, you know details. identifying details away but i was like hey uh how come uh, your mom and dad keep going out to the car every like 10 <laughs> minutes they're mixing their own drinks in the parking lot oh my god yeah 
So uh, well, I guess you want to save some money in the long run. I mean, I suppose. I mean, drinks are expensive nowadays. You know what I mean? You you go to a place, you you're, you can be twelve dollars a drink. But it, but is it like okay? Is then that stay home? Is it <laughs> is it your drinking problem that really is causing you to have drinks out of the back of your car? Because it's serious, honestly, somebody with with who doesn't have an issue would probably buy the two-drink minimum at the comedy club without having to bring it in. Well, not to plug Loft yeah. Comedy Club, Steve, oh, but you brought no. it up. Uh, you know, if they come to the show Thursday, $20 gets your dinner and a show. Chef Larry is going to yeah. throw out a great meal. Uh, it's funny you mention that. We do not have drink minimums. There's no item minimum well, or drink minimum. There you minimum. go. See? You. So there's no catch because everyone always asks that. They go, it's so cheap. Does, What's the catch? Does your open mic night require you to bring five people? Nope. None of those. Uh, you should do that. None of those things. The bringer show? Yeah, of, you should yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, none of those things, uh, none of those things uh, we do. We just uh, yeah. we just want people to laugh and have a good time. But, um, yeah, that's uh, there's no there's no minimum. So, you know. I, 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 these people that, well, you know, if you don't have the money, I, you know, maybe stay home. Listen, you can save the extra money because you're saving money by uh, getting the food and the show. Yeah. You buy yourself a couple of drinks and you can do some online shopping because you're going to need to. That's what most, and the drinks there are, ch- are cheap. Ed, Ed, who's the owner, he is very adamant on, on he prices things out much. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to trash anyone else, but they're, let's put it this way. They're highly competitive to all the other places in the area. The, well, there the, you go. The drink prices. Uh, most commonly bought drunkenly bought items, shoes, clothes, accessories, and food. 47% of people do that. 34% of drunk spenders open up their wallets for naughty things like cigarettes, gambling, and more alcohol. Ooh, those are considered naughty? Yeah. Oh, more alcohol. I think uh, I've done that. I've done I've done that when I shouldn't. You've ordered alcohol drunk because you were anticipating that you would want more alcohol? Look, I don't want you to judge me, Steve, but yeah. sometimes when I'm on the road and I'm in my hotel... I go to go to Uber Eats. You know what, Marty? I don't need to judge you. God will judge you <laughs> one day. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's happening. But I uh, some of the some of the places I go, uh, you can you can Uber extra alcohol right to your hotel room. So you know, I'm just saying hypothetically, a friend of mine. A good idea. A friend of mine who might be in his hotel and wish he had one more bottle of wine or one more uh, twelve pack of white cloths. Uh, could just go on Uber and have it delivered right to their door. Ain't no laws with white claws. <laughs> you can do anything you want on white claws. That's what they and say. You're not going to get in trouble for it. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, the winter storm warning will be ending very, very soon here. And uh, mostly cloudy for the rest of the day with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It is 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 in Aerosmith on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly cloudy with a high of 40. Uh, Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Bax and Nagel uh, show, but Bax is not here, obviously. He's, uh, He's out sick. But he will be back uh, tomorrow, so or maybe tomorrow. I don't know if he's going to be back tomorrow. I shouldn't say that. Well, well he yeah. said something about that, but then uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, but uh, but anyway, he's okay. He's not, uh, you know, nothing's uh, terribly wrong. He's just. I've gotten so many messages. Uh, people love. It's like he's like I said. He's like Ferris Bueller. People are. Like, Is he okay? Is he going to be all right? Is he? Like, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine, and uh, Marty's not taking over his job. No. We don't have that kind of money around here anyway. Uh, how about a benchmark, Marty? A benchmark? You want a benchmark? Sure. All right. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. All right. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, we got a, we got a few clips here. Um, here's an elderly woman totally losing it. She's leaving somebody's house, right? Okay. Then she turns around and surprised to see a delivery. You know how you get surprised when somebody's just standing there? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. she's like not even paying attention. This lady freaks out. Watch this. That sounds good to me. Grandma's a screamer, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, I, uh, you know, can you imagine being the delivery guy? I'd be yeah. more freaked out being the delivery guy. Going, whoa, lady, <laughs> calm down. Just some UPS guy standing there in brown shorts. Yeah. Uh, a woman in Oklahoma had her ear nearly ripped off by a pet monkey that escaped a nearby neighbor's house. Here's Brittany Parker talking about the traumatizing attack. I looked out the window, and there was a monkey looking at me. And I took a second take, and I was like, there's a monkey on the front porch. <laughs> he was trying to get into my house, uh, the little button that you push in on your screen door. He had broke it off. I was literally hanging on to the door, trying to hold my door closed. He crawled, jumped up my back, and landed on my head, grabbed handfuls of hair, and just ripped it out. Ooh. And then ripped my ear almost completely off of my head. Let me tell you something, man. Monkeys freak me out. That lady with the chimpanzee attack years ago yeah, down Connecticut. in Connecticut, yeah. and it's like, I, I, I understand that you like to work with animals yeah. and all this other stuff, but there's something creepy about an animal that is able to rip your face off. But the, is being allowed to just walk around a room. Well, I felt, you know, at first I was going to say that, but then when you find out it wasn't even her monkey, it was her neighbor's monkey. Yeah. And yeah. the thing's breaking into her house, you yeah. know. And the, I got a weird question, though. Can you imagine that call to Jake from State Farm for the homeowner's insurance? Yeah. <laughs> I need you guys to pay for my ear replacement. Yeah, my ear got ripped off by I a monkey. I was attacked yeah. by a monkey in Oklahoma. <laughs> what, do, uh, was it? Is it State Farm or is it that uh, farm? I think it's Farmer's. Far, uh, no, 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 no. What was the one that the guy? Oh God, what was his name? K, the chaos guy. Yeah, the chaos talking? guy. Yeah, 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 that yeah. would be the chaos yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayhem. That, that's mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah, I don't know what company that was for, but it was uh, progressive. I think I, it could be. Oh, okay. No, it's not progressive. That's the lady with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it's for. But the point is, uh, I I bet you all the actuaries in the world for insurance companies can't nail that one. We're gonna have uh, three monkey attacks this year in Oklahoma. <laughs> that's yeah that's not that that doesn't usually happen here's a good question parts. for you steve yeah. trivia question dumb trivia sure is there monkeys in the united states anywhere that are like a native species like a population of monkeys yes yes i know the answer to all right, this all it's right. in florida you nailed it am i right you it was right wasn't it because of a movie being made back in the 50s yeah i think it was a movie or circus animals or or uh, no i think it was a lab there was during one of the hurricanes maybe hurricane andy i could be wrong on this but a uh, lab a bunch of monkeys got out there in the hurricane and they established see, a breeding population this, on an see, island this is where we don't know what the real story is yeah. because it's one of these urban legend things but there is this population of monkeys supposedly it is because of 
they were making a Tarzan movie back in the 1950s there, and they brought these macha monkeys or whatever they're called. <laughs> macha. Yeah, macha monkeys, and uh, and they they like let they left them there. That was one of the versions of the story that I heard. I don't know what the uh, what the real story. Is. I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull All it right. up. Well, maybe we can look into that after eight yes. o'clock. In the meantime, uh, here's another clip. A British man didn't realize he was biting into a prize-winning candy egg. Here's YouTuber, and this is the problem with these YouTubers. Oh. They're so dumb; they don't know what they're doing. This he Andy Dave Adam Davis, his name is snacking in the back of his camping van, accidentally eating a two-colored Cadbury cream egg that's worth ten thousand dollars. Oh no! He didn't realize he was eating half. Uh, White half chocolate egg, which Cadbury put in stores for people to find, like the Willy Wonka golden ticket thing. Oh, I've got no. a Cadbury's cream egg. In fact, I'm going to tuck into this right now. Do you know how long it's been since I've been in this van? That was the one. But why do I always eat the good stuff first? Now I'm left with apple. Ugh. Oh, I didn't I know. Live with apple. <laughs> I didn't know Jason Statham was eating Cadbury eggs in the back. Well, of his he RV. just lost out on uh, ten thousand dollars worth of Cadbury cream eggs. They can't give him five if half the eggs left. I don't think. I don't think. I think you have to give it to him as a whole. <laughs> I don't think he's going to win it that way. You can't bring it back for a percentage. No, you're uh, you're listening to the Bax and Nagel show with Bax uh, out. Marty Caproni uh, is filling in for him this week. And uh, we'll do other stuff coming up after 8 o'clock at 7.57 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Looking for a new... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 8.07, and Stone Temple Pilots on Rock 102. Pioneer Valley forecast today, mostly cloudy with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48, and uh, it is 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Again, if you're just tuning in, uh, Bax and Nagel show without Bax. Bax is out sick. Uh, He'll be fine. He'll be back in action uh, within the next couple of days, uh, supposedly, and don't know when yet, but uh, comedian Marty Caproni filling in the hot seat. Stuck with me until then, Steve. Until then, until or unless you get removed. Uh, I don't know how that's going to happen, <laughs> but we were talking about these monkeys down in Florida. Yeah, the wild wild monkeys. And how they got there, and uh, you uh, you did a little uh, research in there, a little Googling. I did a little Google. Those monkeys, if anyone cares, uh, a lot of them, it seems, some were zoo monkeys, so going to your theory about when they were doing... Uh, Filming and stuff down in Florida, but a majority of them sound like they escaped laboratories during uh, the hurricanes down there, and then they started breeding popular. But they're all over the state, too. They're not just in one spot, and there's six different types of monkeys. And I'm going to be honest with you. we were ta- The whole thing that brought this up was about mm-hmm. the lady who got her ear ripped off. I, I, I get it. I'm falling for it. I'm looking at these pictures of these monkeys, and I'm like, oh, that, yeah. that one's cute, little, little squirrel monkey. Yeah, I wouldn't fall for it. Yeah. Uh, there's something creepy about uh, monkeys. The I don't f- know what it is. The face on some of these. Yeah, yeah. It's like almost a person face, so that kind of weirds you out a little bit. But some of the other ones, like these little these little cute ones, these capuchin monkeys, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I, I, I'd risk an ear. You, you know, know I, hang out with one for a day. I used to say bears were cute. Until yeah. somebody told me, Google bear with no hair, like oh, a hairless bear. Terrifying. They're nasty looking. They look like demon devil animals or something. <laughs> terrifying. I do have a crazy monkey story now that I'm thinking about this. Well, by all means, all right. please. So my uncle and my aunt, uh, uh, rest in peace, both Your monkey's them. uncle? My, my, yeah. <laughs> my, my aunt, my, my aunt D and my uncle Bill always had this thing for animals. They didn't have kids, so they always had... 
And my aunt, when she was down in Central America, someone was selling um, baby monkeys outside the airport, and she felt terrible because she thought that they were using them for food. So she bought a baby monkey and smuggled it on the plane back, and they had a monkey. <laughs> they had a monkey in their house. It was super smart. It had its own little room in the basement with a little, like a big cage in the room. And uh, one day, the monkey uh, used to be able to sneak out of the cage and, and then go back and lock itself up when he heard their car come. But they left paint out. The monkey popped open the paint cans and started painting all the walls. But mm-hmm. it had paint all over it. It had paint. There had monkey paw paint things all over the upstairs and the kitchen. And everything. Yeah. My uncle comes home, and uh, the monkey's sitting in the cage like I didn't do anything wrong. Couldn't yeah. couldn't understand. Anyways, long story short, my uncle uh, used to drink with the monkey. The monkey, <laughs> my uncle Bill used to like it every day. He'd have uh, two highballs before he went to bed, and he would do a shot with the monkey, a shot of Jack Daniels. And one day he did a shot of Jack Daniels with the monkey. You're making this up. I swear to God, I'm not making it up. He did a shot of Jack Daniels with the monkey, and he went to the bathroom. And when he came back, the monkey had done like a whole bunch more shots, <laughs> and the monkey died instantly at the table. The monkey died the of alcohol, alcohol poisoning. poisoning. He's an alcoholic wow. monkey. Yeah. yeah. And, and what town did they live in? <laughs> this is in, they lived in Springfield, right behind the UCO Mall. Where they were, was the the monkey hanging out down at the lift the latch every once in a while? And, right. Yeah. So if anyone ever buys a house uh, behind the Eastfield Mall and they're digging their backyard and they find what they think to be a weird skeleton, it's it's just an alcoholic. monkey. It's my uncle's monkey. My uncle's <laughs> my uncle's liver uncle. cirrhosis yeah. uh, infested monkey that died. True story. <laughs> you know, the, but the part of the story where you're like, oh, you're so cute. No, there's nothing cute about that. Like, uh, like you it's, gotta see some of these pictures. Google, Google Squirrel Yeah, I'm monkey. sure Charla Nash thought that uh, Coco, the mo- whatever the hell that chimpanzee's name oh, w- yeah. money w- was f- was cute until he ripped her face off. Yeah, those, but chimpanzees, you gotta, be, I mean, those things have like six times the strength of a human. Would you trust a monkey? Uh, I would trust a squirrel monkey. I just saw this little picture. They're cute. They're little. They're like two, three pounds. I, yeah, I trust a squirrel. Monkey. I don't know. Chimpanzee, I'd have trouble trusting. A baby chimpanzee, I, I would, I would be game for. But here's a great question. Yeah. Chimpanzees. How many chimpanzees do you think uh, could fight Shaquille O'Neal? And he, and how many do you think it would take to to beat up? Shaquille O'Neal. We just talked about this the other yeah. day. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't think. Uh, I think uh, Shaq is pretty strong. I think he he's can handle his own superhuman strength. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think I, I, I'd have to look this up, but I think he said something like six. He felt he could take six chimpanzees. He could take on six. Yeah, yeah. Which I wouldn't doubt. You know, that's a strong-willed guy. I wouldn't want to take on any of them. I, again, I, like uh, even going to—I don't even like going to zoos. I'm not a big fan of zoos because you, you, you know most of the animals are just sitting there. I remember going to the uh, the zoo up in Syracuse uh, <laughs> years ago with the kids and my wife, and we were walking around. It was like one of the hottest days in July. And all like the you know the lions just sitting there with his boys hanging out baking in the sun like <laughs> oh God, like none none of them care there's uh, not they're not doing like you're hoping that they would do something for you to make your kids laugh but they're just animals they're, they're hot miserable. they're miserable they are stuck inside of an enclosure they don't want to be there either I feel that way sort of about about the zoos now or like even some of the things like the big E with the elephant yeah. and all that stuff. I feel terrible with with that stuff. There are zoos though that rescue zoo animals. I think Lupa. I could be wrong, but I think Lupa and Lalo does that. Yeah, well, the the Westfield Animal Sanctuary they do a lot of good work out there. With they uh, do with taking in uh, you know injured animals. Do they have monkeys? 
No monkeys. It's not an exotic zoo. Well, I don't know. I don't. Is does the Lupa Zoo take exotic animals? The, is that- the Lupa Zoo has little monkeys, and these squirrel monkeys. I'm telling you, Steve, they're real yeah. cute. You got to Google squirrel monkey. I, I would go. Listen, if- I can Google squirrel monkeys, and I can yeah. say, "Ooh, they're so cute." They're cute, but I wouldn't want one in my hand. I don't want one anywhere near me. Well, listen, if anyone from Lupa Zoo is listening, I will come there, and uh, I will I will take the risk. I'll put an ear on the line to play with a few of the monkeys there. Okay. It'll just just a video, just for us. I'll send it to you. We'll post it on Facebook or something. Yeah. Uh, they're, okay. They're cute. <laughs> See. See. They're cute, but I and wouldn't want one. No, no, no. I wouldn't want one. They, they, they're creepy. Just a little monkey on your shoulder. I already had a monkey on my back for years. <laughs> I didn't. I don't need one on my shoulder. Yeah. Well, just you on your Peloton with a monkey yeah, on your back. Give me, give me advice. <laughs> One more juicy push there, Steve-O. <sighs> mine would be smoking Marlboros the, the and double yeah, monkey. Yeah, mine would be smoking Marlboros and drinking Old English 800. <laughs> like that—that's the kind of monkey that would be at my house. Well, then it would be very similar to my uncle Bill's uh, monkey. <laughs> It'd be like the uh, the monkey and family guy who uh, scares Chris away for the weekend, then just to turn up uh, classic rock music and roll his roll his joints on his bed. Uh, jumping gears here, uh, you ever been out to dinner with friends and then, uh, you know, somebody does this, oh, let's split everything evenly. Ugh. A new poll found of a third of us don't think splitting a restaurant bill evenly is a good idea unless everyone's order costs exactly the same. I, normally I would say, what do you really care? If it's all in the same ballpark, but it's real annoying when you go out to eat with people and then like there's the one that's like... Let me get a Johnny Blue on the rocks. Right. You know, let me get this. They, they, and you know, you know, half your bill is is in their wine and their stuff. Yeah. Years ago, uh, I went out with my wife to one of her work events. Yeah. Right. And she, there was like thirty people at this restaurant for this person's birthday that they were celebrating. Okay. And at the end, then somebody says, "No, we're all paying separately." So this poor waitress oh. had to like. Go around and figure out who had what and figure out what, what. And I'm like, listen, why don't you just do it this way? Let's say you only had one drink. You you give five bucks. That way you got money for the drink and you got money towards the tip at the end. Right. That's it. You got, yeah, maybe you had a dinner. You, you All right, know. the dinner's 15 bucks. Put in $20 right. and we'll, we'll call it a day. Now you got to make this girl go back and do uh, Every calculus. Every single person. It's like, come on. Ugh. That's the that's the nightmare. That is the nightmare. You know, I can see, uh, you know, like let's say you and I go out for lunch. Yeah. We'll split it. No big deal. Yeah. But it's right down the middle. I'm not going to go, oh, I only had a hamburger and Marty had a steak. And if we, but, but if we went to lunch and I go, give me the filet and you had a chicken sandwich, I'm not, I know we're not splitting that down the middle. That's yeah, we'll the take separate checks. Right. Separate checks. Or I'm going to say. I'll give more money at yeah, the end. Yeah, depending just, on whatever. just ring him up for 20 bucks and put the rest on mine. Right. You know what I mean? So, Make it easy for but, the waitress. But the idea that people try to do this whole, uh, let's split the check at the end. I'm with That's got to be so frustrating to somebody, you know, slewing drinks and food all well, after. Back before I was a comedian when I used to actually make, you know, real decent money. I would just always pick up a check when I went to dinner with whoever because I didn't want that nightmare for the waitress. You know what I mean? I I pick up the check and I just just give her the tip. You know, I know tip I'm like cash. that too. It's like convenience. It's like right. listen, this is going to be more convenient. I'm the kind of person that that needs to sit down. I, this frustrates the hell out of me. If within the first few minutes you don't know what you want on the menu, oh, that's a big problem for me. See, you should be looking at the menu as soon as you sit down so you're ready to tell the server when they come over that what you want. 
we don't need a few extra minutes. We were doing so good to be lunch buddies yeah. right up until this point because that is one of my character flaws. When I, I I'm indecisive with menus. And I always want to defer to the waitress okay. and say, I'm torn between this and this. What's better? Now, I would say that I would excuse it if it didn't have any online access to their menu ahead of time. Like if I said, let's go to this place for lunch and they didn't have an internet website, you couldn't see the menu. Right. That's different. But nowadays, where everybody has their menus online, yeah, you if can... you don't know what you want before you go in there, I don't want to go to lunch with you. Well, that's a fair that's a fair critique. Yeah. You know, that's that's fair. I could make that concession to you if we're going to be lunch buddies. I, I could research the menu if I know where we're going to eat. But if we're yeah. in the car and we just say, hey, we're going to go here, I'm I, I'm not going to do that research while I'm driving. No, but you can pull it right up on your phone as soon sure. as you pull into that parking spot. But sometimes you have to ask the waitress, hey, what's better, this or this? And they'll tell you. Well, you ask that right when you sit down because you've already studied the menu before you got inside. All right. All right. Fair point. I don't like waiting because you know what happens when you tell somebody we need a few extra minutes? They don't come back for like 10 minutes. That's uh, true. Now Not four minutes. It's 10 minutes. Yep. And now I'm hungrier. And now my food hasn't been put in yet because you wanted to wait. <laughs> Fair enough. You I seem ha- real angry about this. I have, a, I have a little. I have a little issue with this. Yeah, it's yeah. Anger. But uh, anyway, two thirds of people said if the if someone asked to try their food, they'd consider not going out to eat with them again. Oh, to try like off their plate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Forty six percent said that's a red flag on a first date. Yeah. I, I well, I don't think it's a red flag on a first date, but I think it's a little uncouth. Can I have some of your uh, tater tots? Like this date is going really well. Can I have some of your uh, your potatoes, or yeah, your, that's a, or that's a weird vegetables. Yeah, that's a weird thing. That's some of your uh, chicken cacciatore. I feel like that's one of those things that some guy does to like test the girl to see, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. she lets me eat some of this, you know. Well, most people have admitted that they usually say yes to that request because saying no seems rude when it, somebody asked for the food off your plate. Yeah, it's just, I, it's, but it's, I, you'd have to know them. You'd have to know them well enough to be ordered right. to be comfortable to do that. And this is also a post-COVID world too, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's a, it's a little uncouth to be sitting at a table with a bunch of people and say, "Hey, let me try a bite of that." Yeah. Uh, if they do say yes, those non-sharers would like you to at least follow the two rules: use your own fork and put it on a separate plate, and don't directly eat off theirs. Yeah, I mean that. Now you're just a savage. If you just, if you just. <laughs> I do that to my kids all the time. Yeah, but though. they're your kids. You know, like what I, mean? I know have... they're not going to eat the rest of that. I'm like, give me that. Right. I'm the garbage disposal. But they're your kids. If you have COVID, you know what I mean. Yeah. They have COVID. You know, vice versa. It's not. But to, to be out with like a group of people and one one person just goes, yeah, oh, I want to try that pasta. Let me just take my fork and jam it on your plate there. Yeah. Let me just grab a meatball around. or a sausage yeah. or yeah. anything like that. I'm done at that point. I'm not going. To it's uh, it's coming up on it 820. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days, and it includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Marty, take it away. And now local radio icon Steve Nagel. Yeah, so I should do that every single day. We need to we need to make that happen. Uh, yesterday, five people were displaced after an overnight fire on Sumner Avenue in Springfield. Crews responded to the scene and confirmed no reported injuries. There are five people now being assisted by the Red Cross, and the cause is under investigation by the arson and bomb squad. 
Uh, their thousands were still without power last night as restoration and cleanup efforts were underway throughout the region. As of uh, last night, 50,000 homes in Massachusetts were in the dark as local DPWs and utility companies worked hard to turn the lights back on. Eversource officials said that they're anticipating a second wave of outages. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, because, uh, you know, once they start repairing one, then uh, you still get another wave of them as lines come down from the ice and the snow, especially up in these higher elevations where they got like the 30 inches. It's crazy. (laughs) The Nor'easter brought heavy snow and high winds along with it, which created widespread power outages throughout the Bay State. Down power lines and tree branches also complicated cleanup efforts for local DPWs, including in Westfield. According to the department's acting director, Francis Kane, uh, it was kind of a mixed bag storm as far as we had down power lines and we had to go around uh, power lines uh, doing the cleanup. Roads were blocked off with down trees and that type of thing, and that was just out of the norm from just removing regular snow from the roads. Like it's like you have they, all these obstacles now. They got double duty: snow removal, tree removal, line restoration. Yeah, but there's all different people who do those things. So you got to wait for the one, uh, the tree people to come out. Then you got to wait. Well, first you got to wait for the you first you got to wait order. for somebody to report it. Then yeah. you get the snowplow guy who has to go around it. Then they uh, then they have the tree guy come out. Then they have ten tree guys standing there. One tree guy actually cutting the tree, <laughs> and then the other ones uh, saying, oh, "Okay, you just throw that in the back of that big grindy truck thing, and then uh, it chips it up." Well, the. Uh I tell you what, the, those linemen, the people that come here, they drive all the way in from like you know a thousand miles away, and they stay in the hotels or whatever. Yeah, they're working like a hundred and twenty hours a week. Those guys are crazy. Um, God bless them because that's 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 the job. Yes, it's it's reflected in my electric bill. I I know very well. Yeah, yeah, you got the Eversource. See? Ah, hell, my bill was six hundred this month. They must have been putting them up in the Hampton Inn this weekend. That's my argument anytime everyone says, like, you don't want the government involved in everything. And I'm like, well, I don't know, man, because I have municipal electric and chicken. It's the lowest in the state, and I've never been without power for more than maybe a half hour tops. Have you ever stayed in a in a place where, like, obviously we travel a lot. Yes. There was, like, a, a, a ton of people from a group of somebody? Yeah, well, a lot of times the linesman that I'm talking about, right. I'll be in a hotel, and they know the storm's coming. They're all staying in the hotel before, and yeah. those guys drink like sailors. I mean, they turned the lobby into their own personal party den. I stayed at a uh, a Double Tree up in Syracuse once. Uh, it's nice you get the free cookie when and you it, check in the Double Tree, the warm yeah, cookie. Yeah, but it was also uh, the New York State Fair time, and that was the hotel that the state was renting out oh, for no. all the for all the state troopers. So there was nothing but New York State trooper vehicles <laughs> throughout. The, it looked like a police department uh, that we were staying in. No fun there for you. Well, no, actually, you figure that's the safest place you could probably be. True point. I thought know. I thought you were going a different direction. I thought you were going to say all the carnies were staying in the double tree. <laughs> no, the carnies stay at the uh, whatever that place. It's called the State Fair Inn or something like. It's one of these like you know, <laughs> like that Belmar Motor Lodge we were talking about in off Jersey? the air in yeah. New Jersey. There's a place called the Belmar Motor Lodge that uh, uh, smells like a dirty foot. It's the worst. The <laughs> that place. I I told you that's one of the only places I refuse to stay in. Well, we uh, we were talking about a mutual comedian friend of ours yes. who had gotten married down there and hired me as his DJ and put me up in the bougie Bel- Belmar <laughs> Motor Lodge. And after staying there for like a couple hours, I'm like, I think I got some kind of skin condition or something after this. Scabies? I'm going to go need to see a dermatologist and, you know. They they should have one actually sitting out in the parking lot giving you skin checks. But that's how you could tell he was a he's a pretty well accomplished traveled comedian because he's like ah Steve will stay in the Belmar. I mean I've stayed right. I wasn't allowed to stay in the uh, the very nice uh, elegant uh, place that all his family was staying in until the next night. 
that, that then I was allowed to do that. When someone got kicked out of the wedding or uh, someone got drunk at the rehearsal dinner and they let them go? I believe uh, somebody may have expelled themselves on the floor. Oh, there, oh God. <laughs> A serious story to talk about. A Chicopee police officer is in the ICU after a serious medical event on Sunday. Officer Mark Wilkes was part of the Chicopee Police and Fire Department's annual Battle of the Badges hockey game earlier in the day on Sunday. The department uh, won and Wilkes returned home. But around 7.30 p.m., Wilkes was, quote, not feeling well. He then called 911 and asked for an ambulance. While on the way to the hospital, he suffered a serious medical event. Uh, that required CPR. Uh, these life-saving measures continued the entire ride of the hospital, the department said. As of Tuesday, the department said the officer is still in the ICU. While Officer Wilkes has a long road to recovery, we'd like to thank the Chicopee Fire Department for the care they provided for our brother in blue. We also want to thank all the doctors and nurses that are coming uh, and continuing to care for Officer Wilkes in the hospital. The department also asked for, quote, everyone to keep Officer Wilkes and his family in their thoughts and prayers as he continues to fight. More than 250 people have shared the Facebook post. Many continuing to ask others for prayers as well. I do have a slight update to that story, Steve. Sure. A friend of mine on the department uh, texted me and said that uh, there is not a GoFundMe link yet, but they are working on it. But if anyone uh, wants to call to see what they can do to help other than, you know, obviously uh, keeping in their thoughts and prayers. If they want to, they can call the public information officer at Chicopee Police Department and uh, and speak with them. There you go. A uh, woman was arrested in connection with a deadly stabbing in East Hampton on Tuesday. According to the Northwestern DA's office, spokesperson Lori Loisel, East Hampton police were called to a home on Coldoff Street at about 3.10 a.m. where a man was found suffering from multiple stab wounds. The 23-year-old man was taken to Bay State Medical Center in Springfield where he died due to his injuries. The suspect, a 23-year-old woman, was arrested on a single count of murder in connection with his death. She's scheduled to be arraigned in Northampton District Court today. This is the first homicide in East Hampton since 2012. Uh, A man who appeared on Family Feud is accused of murdering his estranged wife, according to reports. 39-year-old Timothy Blifnick, a former contestant on the game show back in 2020, is facing first-degree murder and home invasion charges in connection with the death of Rebecca Blifnick of Quincy, Illinois. Uh, The mother of three was discovered shot to death inside her home along Kentucky Road on February 23rd. Timothy was taken into custody on March 13th. While the investigation continues, the Quincy Police Department called Timothy uh, Bilfenek's arrest a significant step forward in the search for justice for Rebecca. Authorities say uh, Rebecca's death has shaken the community. This brutal crime has had the Quincy community on edge and our residents living in fear, the department noted on their Facebook page. But no longer is the case because we have him in custody. Survey says going to jail. Yeah. The couple married in 2009, but were going through divorce proceedings at the time of Rebecca's death. The outlet reported that uh, court records related to the Bilfinex were removed from Illinois Public Records website and the judge ordered them to be sealed. Josh Jones, lead trial attorney for Adams County State Attorney, said Rebecca's killing was not a random act of violence, but it's important for the community to recognize the death for what it is, an act of domestic violence. The uh, Department of Children and Family Services, along with a Quincy police detective, have been in contact with the Bleefneck children. Um, so really the only reason why this story is coming to the forefront is because the guy happened to be a contestant on Family Feud. That's it. Slow news day. these are like, you know, <laughs> not news. that uh, it's not a serious story, but these things happen every day. 
I just find that. But how many people does it happen to that's a Family Feud contestant? Well, I feel like that show's cursed. I don't know if you ever heard about that, but like I think the up until now, I think Steve Harvey's the host now, maybe or something like that. But the last two hosts, I think, uh, I, one killed himself, or maybe they both killed himself. Richard Dawson and somebody. Richard else? Dawson didn't kill himself. He didn't. No, it was the other guy. Uh, it wasn't Richard Dawson. Oh, the, so the other guy killed himself. I'm not a big game show guy, Steve. Here, Family Feud hosts. All right, we're gonna we're jumping in right now. Yeah, we got a we got a uh, H O. Why does it come out like that? <laughs> horses. I didn't put horses. Richard Dawson, uh, Ray Combs. That's the one. That's the guy that killed himself. I yeah. think John O'Hurley, Richard Carn, Louis Anderson, and Steve Harvey. Louis Anderson, huh? Yeah. Good guy. He's not coming back to host that show. Nope. Nope. No, he's not. No. Uh, Let's see. Uh, One man is uh, being held on $20,000 bail after being arrested this past Sunday in Ware. 64-year-old Michael Hunt was charged with indecent assault and battery on a child under 14, along with intimidation of a witness. He was also held for violation of probation from previous cases out of Franklin and Worcester counties. Hunt was arraigned at the Eastern Hampshire District Court in Belchertown on Monday. Uh, that first name against you? I believe it's pronounced Mikhail Hunt. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's how you say it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to you want to get uh, too messed up yeah. with that one. Mikhail's the nice yeah, uh, pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with the Russian pronunciation. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast today going to be cloudy with a high of 40 with some flurries possible throughout the, uh, the day, but uh, the winter storm warning is over. A uh, high of 48 for tomorrow and sunny. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. There we- Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's uh, 8.50 in the Foo Fighters on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly cloudy with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It is currently uh, 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, again, if you've uh, been listening all morning and you're like, what the hell is going on? Why is this uh, other voice with us in the studio? Well, Bax is out sick. He's fine. He's going to be okay. He's not uh, not dying or anything. He's not being fired, but <laughs> people have been suggesting he will be back. I don't know what day, but uh, Marty here is, uh, uh, we're blessed with his presence, if you will. Uh, blessed? Blessed. Wow. Well, otherwise, uh, I wouldn't be able to do this by my. I can't do this job by you. myself. I need somebody else to, like, you know, you can, talk back and forth with. Well, you can do it by yourself. Yeah, you I don't know, know if I, I can. To. Uh, I guess if I needed to, I, yeah. I could. It's fun to do it, though. We don't get to catch up as much anymore, so now we just got to do it early in the morning instead of late after a show. That's right. Do you uh do you like beer? Are you a beer guy? You when know, you drink? I do like beer, Steve. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you said you that because I'm going into a story about beer. Oh well, what That's, what that is was, that story? That was my uh, that was my gear shifting without pushing the clutch in. We very just nice, and we call in the biz. And, very nice segue. Yeah, Steve. and you and you heard the gears grind as I <laughs> as I pushed it into to second. Uh, if you love beer mainly for the taste, you're probably reaching for a Coors Light. Maybe. Mm, well, I disagree, but okay. Anyway, there's a new <laughs> way to enjoy that delicious flavor. Coors Light is releasing limited edition beer-flavored popsicles. Oh. They're meant to coincide with March Madness, which just started, and then they're non-alcoholic. So the whole family can enjoy them together. Oh, great. Get the kids a, yeah, another y- beer popsicle. Y- you know, for all the things about, you know, these these mothers oh. against drunk driving and stop, you know, yeah. stop, you're, 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 
grooming your kids with alcohol flavored popsicles it's, in order for them to go out and just try to want to try the real thing. It's the candy cigarette of the yeah, beer world. Yeah, basically it is. Remember pop- those when you were a kid? You're, 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 oh, yeah, they, candy cigarettes. They yeah. still sell them. At no. the store by my house in Huntington well, that, sells them. That's probably the original stock from but, 1983. But, but they're the hard candy ones. I like, remember the bubblegum ones? Yes, that and they, you could and, blow the yeah, smoke you, out of them. It was the sugar yeah. off the top. You yeah. could blow it like you were smoking yeah. a cigarette. So, yeah. yeah, they should be doing that again. But now it's, instead, kids are getting beer sickles. Yes, well, they're called Corsicles, and they're available at more than 800 bars throughout the country. You can order a six-pack them through their online shop for $20. Yeah, <laughs> but by the time you order the packaging and everything else, they're going to have to ship it in dry ice, or well, I mean, unless they sell them in like a, like a you know, those, uh, the freeze pops yeah. that they sell, fr- like, yeah, like thawed, the and then you put them in the freezer yourself. Well, what kind of jerk is going to go to a bar and order a round of non-alcoholic beersicles? Mm, probably somebody who said, "Hey, I heard about this on a radio show." <laughs> Guys, check it out! It's check corsicles. It out. Let me tell you, son. You know, shameless yeah. plug, but if I uh, if I see people at Loft Comedy Club just sitting there in the crowd while I'm standing on stage sucking on a beersicle, yeah, it's all over. It's I, all over. I guess we're glad the uh, the Schlitz company didn't come up with these. Yeah, or PBR, yeah, Pops Blue Ribbon. Yeah, who wants a Schlitzicle? <laughs> See, that sounds bad. Yeah, it They're does. Schlitzicle. It does. See, I'm, 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 that I'm guy from happy. where earlier in the story would definitely not want one. Uh, Mikhail Hunt. <laughs> yes. By the way, you can also enter to win a six pack at CoorsLight.com slash Corsicles. Uh, oh. Speaking of limited college basketball products, though, yeah. Hormel is holding a contest where you can win a pack of bacon, which was smoked with scraps from the maple wood used to make this year's March Madness championship court. It's a real big stretch to get people involved. Huh? You know, this is this is the thing. It's like <laughs> I, there was, used to be this guy uh, that we we would have on every time, like the like Boston sports would win something. Yes, he was from this mint. It was like a I can't remember the name of the, <laughs> the mint. Franklin Mint, something like that, okay. right? And it was like, oh, we have. Some dirt from Fenway Park in capsule, and then they had the, it. Was, it was a nicely, it was a well sure. done like plaque with you know the picture, like a panoramic view of Fenway Park, yeah. and saying the 2004 World Series, same or what, it was 2007 when this we were right. talking to this guy, 2007 World Series championship, and then they had this is a piece of dirt from home plate. Well, no. how do I know that? How no. do I know that you're not just taking clay from some other ball field uh, throughout the country that you can pretty much stop it? I got a school? better question. Better question. Uh, what do you care? I'm a huge Red Sox fan. Do I need a teaspoon of home plate dirt mounted in my house? No, but it's no. like, you know, it's, it's just not- like any sports team where like, we won. Well, what yeah. did you win? Did you win a championship yeah. ring? Because I don't think you did. Right. I think the only thing yeah. you won was actually shelling out money for a ticket or the beers that you bought at the bar that you were watching the game on. Right. Well, in this case, you don't even have a collectible. You just got a slab of bacon that you're going to stuff in your fat face and watch the game. Oh, but it's, it tastes like the smoked wood floor of the March Madness championship court. Mmm. <laughs> it, it tastes like uh, mm. sneaker sneaker residue and uh, well, sweat. Yeah. This goes along the line. What I was talking to you about the other day, I'm I'm now a Peloton douche. Yes, you this, are. This is what I'm doing. But I also, you know, over the summer I purchased a smoker. 
So I'm a oh. smoker douche. What too. kind of smoker did you get? I, it was a, it was a, whatever the, it was the, the Traeger. No, I didn't okay, see. Good. I couldn't justify spending two thousand yeah. dollars yeah. on a grill. That's what I, was I bought ask. the three hundred dollar one at Tractor Supply that was already put together. Perfect. And you know what? It works just as good yep. because I'm not this guy going to be you know doing. But that's what I'm getting at. Like this is just going all the way. Right. Like you're so into March Madness that you. That the piece of meat that was smoked, you're concerned about that it came, uh, that from it was smoked from floor. the maple wood of the floor that was used to have the basketball game. And, and let's be honest, right? Like, how many people are going to, uh, like, how much maple wood are you, you actually throwing in there to smoke? They're throwing one Probably plank of maple wood, smoking 900 pounds of bacon. Yeah. And then they're hoping some idiot buys it. It's a, it's a, whoever worked for Hormel and came up with that idea had to be, had to be smoking something else besides maple floor to come up with it. But you know what? You know what we're going to do? We're going to, you know. Well, you get, you know what? Good job, Jim. You get the company condo for the weekend. (laughs) We have a company condo in the Poconos. And all the chili you could have, all the Hormel chili you could have. Ah, being out in the beautiful Poconos of Midwestern (laughs) Pennsylvania and eating Hormel chili. Mm. Uh, delicious. It's uh it's 8:58 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni here on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. yeah.